Welcome back to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I am your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. So today's episode, I'm going to get pretty vulnerable with you because I'm talking about a very triggering word for me, and that is pity. I really struggled with the word pity during the first year of my daughter's clubfoot treatment. And while some of the power behind the word has started to fade as she's gotten older and we've gotten further into her clubfoot treatment, I still have a very strong emotional response thinking back on how that word felt for me during that first year of her treatment. So I'm just going to go ahead and start by reading the section of my book that's all about my struggle with the word pity and my emotional journey with coming to terms with it. And I'm going to try to get through it without crying, but the reality is, like, no matter how many times I read this section of the book, I still have a very strong emotional response to it. And it is, especially when I'm reading it out loud, I I tend to have more of a response. So we'll see how it goes. So... Now, I can sit here and tell you that I was never really truly bothered or upset over strangers' looks or family concerns, but that's not entirely true. Pity. There, I said it. That dirty word. The word I hated the most. The one that made me feel like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. Pity. The four-letter word that has the ability to drive me to the brink. When someone made a comment that had the faintest hint of pity in it, it would set my heart afire. Pity is defined as the feeling of sorrow and compassion caused by the suffering and misfortune of others and a course of of regret or disappointment. That's from the Webster's Dictionary. There are three main words in this definition that drove me crazy. Misfortune, regret, and disappointment. My daughter has not ever been a regret or disappointment to me or my family, Clubfoot included. She has never once disappointed me in her journey, and I know she never will. She is strong and resilient, and I'm extremely proud of her every day. I will be damned if she grows up feeling sorry for herself. Her difference is what makes her unique. It will shape her personality, and I do not regret her being born exactly the way she was meant to be. I don't want people to think it was a misfortune that she was born with a birth defect, because she is amazing. She is living proof that our struggles make us stronger. I wouldn't change this about her. You might be thinking, you wouldn't want to keep your daughter from experiencing pain and discomfort? Well, Of course, I don't want her to feel pain, just like I don't want my older girls to feel pain either, but I can't prevent it. I can support them through it. I can walk with them, hold them, kiss them, cry with them, and console them, but I cannot prevent it. I couldn't prevent my cutie's diagnosis, and I couldn't prevent her from feeling pain, but I can be there for her. I can bounce her on an exercise ball for hours on end to help soothe her and send her to sleep. 
I can kiss her feet and tickle her thighs until she can't help but giggle. I can do everything in my power to provide her comfort in her boots by buying expensive socks or applying foot glide religiously. I can be her mom. I cannot feel sorry for her being born the way she was meant to be. So I say to those with their pitying looks and words, please save your pity for someone who wants it. We clubfoot parents don't need to hear, poor baby, because our cuter, our cuties are warrior babies. Their clubfoot is not sad, but their strength is inspiring. We don't want to hear comments couched in a tone of pity. So to those who can't help themselves, we say, can't you see how strong and resilient this baby is? Isn't my cutie amazing? Turning a negative emotion into a positive one would have helped me reframe these pity-tinged conversations. I had to take their pity and turn it into power. If someone wanted to express pity about my daughter's clubfoot, I didn't have the ability to control it. But I could control my response. I could take what they perceived as a disappointment or a regret and turn it into an embodiment of strength and perseverance. So if pity drives you mad and is a trigger for you as well, remember that you can choose your response. You are in control of what you say and you get to tell your cutie story. And you can choose to tell it any way you like. It helped us to focus on as much positivity as we could throughout the casting and being being face. Frankly, my husband is Mr. Positive, in quotations. If you Googled what a positive person looks like, in a, his picture would probably show up. Only kidding. But in all seriousness, he has always led from a place of positivity. So when we face difficulties in life, he usually looks at it from an optimistic standpoint. And our daughter's clubfoot was no different. We spent a lot of time focusing on the positive aspects of the diagnosis, like the fact that it was treatable, and after successful treatment, she would live a typical life. I reminded myself how the clubfoot diagnosis wouldn't change anything about all the things I wanted for her as a human. I wanted her to grow up to be confident, kind, assertive, happy, and passionate. Her being born with clubfoot wasn't going to negatively impact any of those things. In fact, it could enhance them in ways we never knew. My husband and I chose to focus on positive ways to explain the treatment to people as well. We would break it down in terms that seemed non-scary and easy to understand. I think that... The word was so hard for me, the feeling behind the word when people, I could feel their pity for her, like not just even about the cast, because that was one thing, but, oh, like, I feel so sad for her having to put those boots and bar on every time that she has to go to sleep, like, oh, poor baby. And I'm like, but it wasn't helpful, like. I think that was the hard part for me was it wasn't helpful to me to hear their pity. 
And I think that's what infuriated me the most about it is I just didn't want anybody to feel sorry for her. And I guess I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. I didn't want them to look at her and think, oh, I feel so sorry for her that she had a child that was born with a birth defect. Then maybe they did. Maybe they still do. I don't know. But I had to figure out a way that I no longer took on their response and made it personal to me. That was their own response. And it really didn't have anything to do with me or with her because I knew that I was doing the absolute best thing for her by ensuring that I was diligent and consistent with her treatment, regardless of what anybody said about it. But I won't, it also doesn't help to not acknowledge the things that were difficult. And so for me, acknowledging that people who felt pity and I could feel that from them was triggering for me. Um, pretending like it wasn't, wasn't going to help me process it and move forward. Um, and while we did maintain so much positivity, sometimes I do feel sensitive to the fact that there is, that we're not too much with this false positivity. There is a balance. I want people to feel encouraged and non-intimidated in the treatment and to know that there is so much joy and laughter and love despite the clubfoot diagnosis and throughout treatment because um, I felt so much fear and anxiety that myself while I was pregnant and didn't know what to expect. But I also want to not put out a false sense of rainbows and sunshine for people and to keep People thinking like, oh, everything's going to be smooth and this is fixable. So that means like everything's going to be great because I do think there is a lot of struggle and naturally you're going to at least some point in your club foot treatment journey run into some sort of challenge and pretending like it's really easy and joyful all the time Um isn't also helpful because it doesn't feel authentic. And so there is a balance for me to try to be positive and have a positive response to people, um, but also live in a place that's real and that's authentic and that, yes, there are struggles and there are challenges and there are day-to-day -day issues that you encounter that I wouldn't encounter if she didn't have clubfoot and wasn't um, going through treatment. So for me, it was really helpful to acknowledge what was difficult for me and the responses from people that I struggled with so that I was prepared for how I would respond and also processing it for me to come to the realization that that's their response and they're entitled to their response, but that doesn't mean I have to own it or take it on or even frankly respond to it it doesn't have to become part of me and if they want to feel or express that then 
it's almost like, I don't know how you tell your kids, like your rubber, right? And so the things just kind of bounce off of you and you don't necessarily have to, I, I could choose what I took in and I could choose what I deflected. And looking back now as she's gotten older and even since writing the book, um, I think being able to kind of deflect things that I know aren't going to serve me um, and that are other people's responses has been really important and valuable for me as a lesson to how to keep moving forward through the treatment and not take everything that everybody has to say to heart and be able to pick and choose which things are important for me to acknowledge and process and then which things maybe aren't while also still maintaining this balance of wanting to be positive about her treatment but also live in a place of authenticity and vulnerability and be really real about what I am experiencing as her mom. And I hope that this podcast is an example of that. That's what I strive for. And I'm sure I miss the mark sometimes because the truth is I'm just a human and in the process still myself. But that's what I'm always trying to go for is the balance of being positive and encouraging, but also being authentic with you all about the reality of how difficult club foot treatment can be on parents. So as always, thank you for listening. And if you found this episode helpful, you can share it or subscribe or like it or whatever you're supposed to do with podcasts. I still am not entirely sure, even though I seem to say that after every episode. Um, But you can always contact me directly through my website at maureenhoff.com or through my Instagram account at Clubfoot Chronicles Mom. Until next time.